It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that spent the day analyzing top golf videos. I mean, what a dissertation you guys were putting forth on Twitter about uh, the baby birds hitting bombs at the top golfs. Um, do you guys have a favorite of those guys that hit them? RDT, you said you couldn't stop watching. I can only assume you're still watching. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're fun to watch. Like Banks and I, we were talking about it in the text message chain today. Like it's something with the lighting or the camera work or it, the balls just look like they go a mile. And like I was watching the Mike Trout one last night. Nelly Cruz has a good one. Um, I mean, again, there's not much better things to watch than guys just absolutely obliterating golf balls. Yeah, it's, um, it's something with the lighting in terms of like where the, the camera is always too. angles. It, no matter how you shoot a video at Top Golf at night, it's going to look like the ball is going to the moon because it just disappears from the camera while it's going upwards. And Top Golf knows this and they've harbored this culture of people just making videos and it's awesome. I mean, you go watch them all day. Top golf now headed to South Baltimore. Um, it's old news. I mean, yeah, well, I know it's old news. I'm saying like build the goddamn thing, <laughs> but I'm saying the thing is going up fast. I drive past it every day on my way to work. It is going up like at a rapid rate. So the one in Germantown went up very quick. If this thing is like, it, I don't know how it's gone up this fast, but what I'm saying it, what I was getting to is it is going to face like all those overpasses. Um, so the ball's just going to be flying at those overpasses. Not that it would ever hit them. They're really far away, but it's going to be. Including exit 52. Including exit 52. The visual of it is going to be very. Um, exit 52 takes me down and then right past there as I drive to my house. But if we uh, don't have a, ban- a banner hanging up I, on the overpass. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think we need to like take all these guys down to the Baltimore Top Golf when it is constructed and just have it out. Yeah, I think yeah. we can. I think we can work that out. We can uh, giving Top Golf a lot of free publicity strings. I do want a piece. I think I could. I could hang for sure. Wow, I don't wow. Grayson, big driver Banks. There's a lot of force behind Grayson's. Uh, True, guy, play, guy plays and went around to golf, and and he's back, baby. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Goes to also, Pioneers once. Goes to Pioneers. Yeah, goes by, has a pimento <laughs> cheese hot dog and says, "I'm back, baby." The the most impressive part about Adley's was the guy was in like slip ones, like he piped that and he's in like like loafers almost. Is the Mike Trout one the original one that started that trend? I feel like it is, right? I think that's so. the one I can remember first of like the baseball player hitting moonshots at Top Golf is the Mike Trout one, which is maybe the most impressive accomplishment in his career. Wow, so, yeah, you giving Mike Trout like a prop. No, he he, he was working his way towards the backhand. That was yeah, rolling right towards. The oh, I know, but but he still, I mean, you still kind of like tip your cap to him. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's great when you're you know considered the one of the greatest <laughs> players of all time, and your most viral accomplishment is hitting a golf ball at Top Golf. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, that and being in the front row of every Eagles game, uh, you know, October 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. It's Eagles. It's Eagles. You know, he's from Philly, right? Or from New Jersey, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. South big, Jersey, actually. Big, really? big Eagles guy. Huge Eagles wow. guy. Never heard about that. That's uh, crazy. He right? must not, he just must not have a lot of time to go to games when he gets eliminated in the regular season every year. Mike Trout. Come on, Mike Trout. Win. I don't want to, th- this is the thing about this, Mike. Now we have to go to this for a long time. I don't want to say this stuff about Mike Trout, but the fact of the matter and the matter of the fact is this guy wins nothing. So, but I want him to win things. I would like them to win. I would, they have the two of the most exciting players in baseball over there in the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim of Southern California, like win some games. It shouldn't be that hard. Oh, there goes Damian Harris. 
Oh, yeah, baby. Don't watch him. Don't watch him at the end of the run. Oh, no. <laughs> well, speaking of football, as the, as the AFC, a gigantic game goes on as we record here on Monday night, Bills and Patriots. So I'm sure we'll give some live commentary that goes on, which will be great as people listen to this after the game is over. Um, the Ravens postmortem over the last 24 hours, you know, the biggest story we have to get into it. We didn't know, you know, what the Marlon Humphrey resolution was going to be. We feared the worst. I think it looked like it was going to be the worst and it is the worst out for the season with a torn peck. Ravens are, you know, just become even thinner at the cornerback position, losing Marcus Peters, obviously before the year started, Jimmy Smith and Tim young have been out in and out of the lineup. Um, they've relied a lot on Anthony Everett. Now, Quist Restry, who they signed like a futures contract, is now going to have to step up and play a lot of snaps. Um, Banks, you put out a clip that said uh, that was the old Michael Scott were screwed. Are the Ravens screwed? We might be screwed. I don't know. It's just a funny clip. It's a perfect clip for the situation at hand. Good clip. Things, nope, nope. Things seem absolutely dire. Um, I woke up feeling not so bad about the loss as I do losing Marlon because of all the things I said yesterday on the instant analysis, go back and listen to that. I went on and on and on about these receivers we have on the horizon that Anthony Averett and company are going to have to try to defend. And it's just, it's terrifying to think about. So um, yeah, our, our expectations for the rest of the year are kind of, kind of stunted. Um, even if we go, you know, four and one here, that'll be, that'll probably be more than enough to win the division. It, it'll definitely win the division i think um and even then once we get in like what can we really expect from this team when the defense against some good offenses that we'd probably see in the playoffs like what can you really expect from those guys so um in some ways it felt like uh it felt like we've just been wearing all these injuries and weathering the storm and just trying to get through and survive and survive and this was like and of course it's too early to say it because the games haven't been played yet, but it felt like it's a body blow. That's going to be fatal for us. So um, it doesn't feel good. It still sucks. Just like I said yesterday, it sucks. Um, we'll see what kind of resolve they have, what kind of depth they have, what kind of coaching they can do to try to kind of bandaid this and, and keep us from bleeding out. Um, and I said in a blog yesterday, if John Harbaugh gets this team to win the division, it's I, I can't see how he's not coach of the year. I, there's just so many injuries. Um, I, we, we had a guy shoot himself during the bye week, and it's like the 18th most ridiculous headline of the year, or just 18th most like deflating or embarrassing or whatever you want to call it. Like nobody even talks about that one. Um, it's just all the stuff that's happened this year. It just feels like blow after blow after blow. And uh, I don't think anybody could blame them if they kind of sputter out here and, and you know, limp home to the finish line here for better or worse. But, uh, man, it's, uh, it's not looking good. It's interesting because you look at the Ravens and how they've gone through the year to quote the great Ron Co infomercial, the Ravens don't have a lot of parts of their team. They can just set it and forget it. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. And Marlon Humphrey was one of those only things. He was one of the only things that you could just, you know, to get over that, I, I, I'm glad I got a, a laugh at you there already. Too. That was good. I'm a big uh, infomercials guy, so that you, great. Inf- yeah, that you'll that always get one out. Laugh that's at probably, that could be a that could be a starting five top five infomercials. That's the goat of infomercials. It, uh, that is way up there. Um, that is one that the Ravens could line up every week and say, "All right, Marlon Humphrey's on one side of the field. He's gonna tackle well. He's gonna you know give us a good chance in coverage. He's gonna you know fulfill a lot of our ills." Offensive line has not been that way. 
Wide receiver has not been that way. Running back has certainly not been that way. Linebacker has not been that way. Defensive line has not been that way for the most part. Secondary really hasn't either, but he was one of the guys that you could really, really count on. Now he's gone. Now you have to totally figure out what you're doing cornerback-wise on both sides of the field. You're not confident on either side. And it just puts more uncertainty in the way the Ravens prepare for another week. I mean, you just can't understate the impact he has on the team. Um, and that's just a huge problem because the Ravens have a lot of problems. They're trying to solve week in and week out and patch together and figure out who's healthy and who's not and you know who's playing and who's not. And he was a constant. I wish I had the stat back in front of me, how many games he's missed in his career. It's not many. Um, yeah, I mean, I, ha- I have his, his pro football page up right now. In 14, 16, 15, 12, that's games played. It's a lot so of consistency. Two, one, and he's going to miss five this year. Yeah. But yeah, he's, uh, he's missed, know, what, eight been games? A consistent, consistent cog in what the Ravens have done for multiple seasons. And you're right. I mean, they just don't have a ton of depth behind him to, f- to you know, fulfill that. Like, we'll see. I mean, he's tweeting stuff like, you know, watch Chris Westry work. I mean, we'll see. I hope, I hope he works. I hope it works. I mean, I hope he's right. Um, cause that guy's now under a lot of pressure. Anthony Averett is already, was already trying to replace Marcus Peters. Now he's got to try to replace both guys. Um, Jimmy yeah. Smith too. Jimmy Smith has old he's gonna, Jimmy Smith, baby. Yeah. He, he, I'll tell you what him one-on-one with Deontay Johnson yesterday was like, if that's going to be the preview of things to come, it's, was it, was it you banks or was it our buddy Tyler Sperry who said, I think the Bucks tweeted today that they're moving Richard Sherman to like safety when he comes back. And like, obviously Jimmy Smith has played some safety, but it's like, if you, if you're lining him up at cornerback, it's, I don't, think I don't know, man, go very well. It's one of those things too, where it's like, what, what are your alternatives? Like you just, you're just out of options. You just, Kids you just have to, to yeah. Do. Like it's, it's, that's the, the shitty thing about the situation. Sorry. I, Taylor mentioned infomercials, uh, you know, like four or five minutes ago, and I've been watching a slap chop commercial now. That's an OG one. Wow. Um, sorry. Uh, so I'm just mid pod, no less. Yeah, mid mid pod. I'm watching Vince offer mid, just absolutely shreds of cheese right now. Vince talk on the pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Talk man. about, talk like, about a, 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 a thing to cope with your Ravens disappointment. Just start tossing. I'm looking for any distraction I can find. The 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 Orioles hitting golf balls was a good one. Um, but anyways, yeah, we're just, what are you going to do? Like, you can't just, it's, it's like the Orioles and the starting rotation and you just have guys, you throw guys out there and they stink and they get lit up and people are like, why is this guy still pitching for this team? And it's like, well, you're going to put in the next guy that's going to get lit up. Like there's no, there's nobody that does the job. There's just, you don't have anybody like, what do you expect? So that's, that's the, the gravity of the situation that we're looking at at cornerback. Like, yeah, you're not going to like seeing some of these guys when they get lit up and you're going to be like, oh, this guy's the worst. This guy stinks. How does this guy have an NFL job? Well, these guys you would get off the street would be doing just as well. So what are you going to do? It's, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with someone like um, Brandon Stevens who played corner in college. Will he right. drop down and start to play more corner and then Geno Stone plays safety? Um People are talking Devin Duvernay. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, I mean, does, does Jimmy Smith not even play corners? He plays safety and that allows you to maybe move Stevens. <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they're going to have to try to do a lot of things. What I always love in the cornerback game is sort of the same thing as 
I guess every position, but receiver maybe two is like, who's like the Tremont Williams? Like who's going to be like the 37 year old corner. They just like find on the street and just start plugging in. Yeah. I, I, I meant to go look at, um, I meant to go look at an NFL, like cornerbacks on the street free agent list before we started this. And I totally forgot. Um, but would just be, would just be so funny to, to have the, uh, the Ravens just go out and find like a random DB. Quentin Dunbar apparently available. <laughs> okay. I mean, All right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And see what they, right now that according to NFL trade rumors, the number one free agent available on the street is Mitchell Schwartz. Ooh. Apparently. So. Um, the thing is, if you're going to get one of these guys, they would have been signed. Correct. This morning. And that's that. Correct. 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 So. It's like, is there anybody that can like they're gonna go, they're gonna they're gonna go with who they have? They're gonna out of retirement or something like that's just it's just not realistic. It's just I'm just trying to look for the, I'm just trying to look for the oldest guy, Darius Webb. Oh, Josh Norman. No, isn't he he's on the <laughs> Niners? Isn't he? Oh, yeah, did he sign? Yeah, oh, he, he had like a bad. He like punched right, some right, dude right. yesterday. The other day. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're what's right. Ladarius Webb up to? It's real yeah. bombs. He was at, he was at the Jimmy's tailgate a couple weeks ago. Tino Ellis. Sure, bring in Tino. Bring in Tino. Love Tino. Good guy. Good guy. Devonta yep. Harris, Drake Kirkpatrick. No, is he on the team? Yes. I don't know. I this is this is this is just let's just play We're spiraling. Yeah, yeah this is Madden minutes. right now. Yeah, this is just Madden. Where you're just looking what at name? Do I know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like I oh, I I need to get X player to round out the roster requirements. On who can I get for the minimum salary to fit under the cap? I think the other position group to look at in this sort of shakeup situation is, is, is the, are the Ravens just shot at offensive line? Is it just over? And you give up 10 sacks or excuse me, seven sacks. Most of Lamar Jackson's ever been sacked. Uh, Zuri Beck in his column and his observations column said that the Ravens looked like Chris made Chris Wormley look like Aaron Donald. Well, fuck in a couple of weeks, the Ravens will play Aaron Donald. So that's not a great reality. Um, I don't know what they do. I, they've rotated through all of these same guys the entire year. So what is magically going to happen? I, you know, there really is no solution. There's not a guy on the street. They seem to be willing to go get. So they're going to have to shake something up. It feels like it looks like Makari's going to be out for some games. So they have to figure something out. They have, you know, practice squad. Do they, I, I, another a situation that looks like, you know, you're just hoping that somehow it magically gels. Who, who's the guy that they signed who didn't he rupture his Achilles and they signed him to like that futures contract and he's just been rehabbing? Uh, um, Juwan Jones. Yeah. yeah. Is that, I mean, I'm, there's that's no not way. a guy you want to, I think that's wait, but I mean, yeah. we, you see guys all the time come off of injuries like that and uh, you can't just go out there and play. Like, yeah. Oh, we saw it week one. That's not how it works. Yeah. Exactly. Also, also, one one name just jumped to mind for secondary help. Guy who knows the system. Been out of football for a while. <laughs> Earl Thomas. Bring him back. I'm not even maybe, laughing at that. Yeah, maybe maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. you could drop that Come lawsuit. On. Doesn't he have a lawsuit that the Ravens are Come on. Money? Come on back. We'll drop the lawsuit, you know. Come on. No. Come on. He knows the system. Him and Chuck Clark work well together. Earl Thomas. God, that's I just totally forgot about Earl Thomas. Remember that was when the, that was the Ravens' biggest problem. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Now everyone's out. 
Uh, yeah, I, there's almost not even much to say about the, it has to be mentioned because the statistics at the, it was one of the really, really great situations of the, the stats and the eye test firmly matching up and how absolutely brutal the performance was like seven sacks, 10 quarterback hits looks bad on paper. And then when you watched it, it also looked really bad, but it's all the same guys. I mean, I don't think a practice squad offensive lineman is going to be able to come in and save you. You can't really hide a guy like that anymore. You can bring a practice squad core in and play him in the slide or try to hide him a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, again, I mean, you mentioned it like any, any guy who's out there right now, they've been a free agent for this long for a reason. Like there's no one again. What are we 13, 14 weeks into the season now? 13 weeks. Like anyone out there is not going to be like, this is the guy that's going to fix this line. Like you said, Ben powers, isn't just going to turn it on and like, you know, be a guy off the bench to like help them out. I get it's just I yeah. Our, our issues are not even is. really at guard that much. It's it's just tackle. It's I feel in a way. I mean, again, they, they, Ty, they, Ty, Ty, Tyree Phillips trying to fill in on the on the right side. He just wasn't good. No, and he he was hurt, didn't he? Miss he was on IR for a little bit of this season too. Off, yeah, yeah. It's it's again. I mean, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but like you said, they're just the same guys over and over. Still remarkable to have gotten to this point. And that, that can't be said enough. And, uh, you know, the NFL is built and it's a major asset to have depth. You can only have so much depth and we've used the depth and it's gotten us to where we're at. And uh, the depth is starting to run out like it would on any team. Like most teams would not have survived this long whatsoever. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there, there's only so many times you can dip back into that roster and find guys competent. And especially for something like offensive line, there's a chemistry issue there. I mean, you want those guys to play together for an extended period of time over the course of a season and, and gel with what's going on. And they just have not had time to do that. I mean, they've just been such a rotating cast of characters, not only throughout the season, but you like brought in new guys like Alejandro Villanueva hasn't been here for three years with some of these guys. He's been here for one year. So that has never, that has never been able to gel, which affects the entire offense. We we've talked about that at various points during the season. But now as you're coming into like, you know, winning time, money-making time, division winning time, playoff time, it just gets exacerbated. And, and we saw that on Sunday. And as you said, Banks, it's amazing because then you look at these, you know, they're showing these playoff graphics every, you know, 25 minutes during the Patriots bills game. And the Ravens are right there at the division lead. So. Well, you, you talk about like, they're not gelling to the offensive line. Again, think of the guy who they're blocking for too. It's not Lamar's on, he's on like any other quarterback. Like it can't be easy to just step in to try and step in and play offensive line for a guy like Lamar, who again is so mobile and the drop of a hat can be, can be, you know, sprinting past you, or it can be back in the backfield sprinting 20 yards the other way. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta be tough. It's, it's not easy, but like you said, they, they've made it, they've made it this far. And again, it seems like they're, it's like it's it's the the Seinfeld episode where Kramer's just kind of seeing how far he can take this thing on E. <laughs> no, they're not on E yet, yeah. but they're they're getting there. Yeah, and it's either going to be an incredible, you know, run and 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 patchwork job, or it's going to kind of sputter to the finish. And we're, I think, going to get a really big indication of that this weekend as the Ravens once again play this Browns team that you know we. I, I don't don't think we need to go over the Browns too much. We did this two weeks ago. The Ravens played this game two weeks ago, and one of the biggest issues during the game was the inability to block Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. That's going to become even tougher as you you know lose offensive linemen and come back here. You would think that the Browns come in 
with a healthier Baker Mayfield after the bye at home and would have the advantage in this game. They almost beat the Ravens two weeks ago with a pretty poor performance. They've got to play better, but they've got to feel pretty decent sitting and watching the way that ended for the Ravens last week. You know, with that them, they're in a similar spot to the Steelers where it feels like this is a game they have to win to kind of propel themselves forward. We'll see. This game will, I'm sure, be close and be and come down to the fourth quarter and come down to like five plays. So that's what the Ravens do every week. So I'm sure that's what will happen. But I think if you're a Browns player and 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 coach and an organization member, you've got to come in here with some confidence and be like, well, we almost beat them two weeks ago. They don't look as good. They don't. They didn't look any better now. Two weeks later. So. Yeah, it's uh the the Ravens are two point underdogs going into Cleveland here. So, um that may make some sense after the way the game played out. It was a pretty close game where we just pulled it out at the end where it really could have gone either way. But at the same time, you feel like Lamar could not have played a worser game than the one he, the one he did in that game. So um, I'm not sure how much that line is adjusted because of the injury and the buy effect and all that stuff, but it's interesting. Um, we're not favored to win. So um, I don't know. It's uh we, we continue to grow and grow the list of questions that this team has to try to answer every week, and there's just no end to it. There's, there's never an answer. There's no answers. And then it just feels like we're just going to continue to ask questions and ask questions, and then it's just going to be over this season. That's, gotta, that's really dramatic, but. <laughs> you got to think, what isn't the, the only game they're going to be favored in going forward with it? maybe we set me with the last week last week i was just thinking about this like the ravens are far enough ahead in the standings where they've grown enough of a call it a margin of error i guess that it's hard to fathom a scenario in that week's week 18 game that it won't at least mean something like if they lose the next four i feel like they've grown enough um They've gotten far enough in the standings where it seems like they'll at least have a chance going into that game where it would still mean something. Um, I'm just really being pessimistic here um, in this hypothetical. Um, but that still seems like a game that I think we should win unless Lamar Jackson's hurt between now and then. God forbid. Um, so that's like something at least to look forward to, I guess. Like we're going to have a big game against Big Ben. Um, his last game of his career, maybe, um, with an opportunity to hopefully knock them out. This is something I mentioned before the game last week. Um, and, uh, at worst we'll have that opportunity to like take that and get that feather in our cap. And, you know, it's real depressing to phrase it that way and think about the 2021 season in that regard. But, um, Yeah. Somebody else talk. I'm just being real negative right now. No, I mean, I think I think you look at the schedule and it definitely, you know, gives the Ravens every opportunity in the division to move forward and win that. You know, the worst part of it is, and this is why a loss like the Miami loss looks so bad in retrospect, is you weren't getting any breaks on the non-division games in your schedule here at the end with Green Bay. And albeit a little bit of a reeling Los Angeles team that, you know, has not looked like the team that I think a lot of people thought over the past four weeks. Um, and Kazoto becomes a cancer, but you know, the, the, the Ravens have to 
figure out a way, I think, to get a win this week, that would give them the buffer if they were then to totally flail down the stretch. You know, that then that, you know, that Pittsburgh game, this feels like the easiest game down the stretch, even though it's on the road at Cleveland, you know, I said Cleveland should feel confident. They also looked atrocious for a lot of that game that they played against the Ravens. Um, so they might be bad. I mean, this, this might be a, a team with a game between two teams with sort of bloated records in terms of like what their actual future prospects look like. I don't think the Browns look very good a couple weeks ago and the Ravens have sort of done what the Ravens have done. So it will be interesting to see what kind of do the Browns smell some blood here with the Ravens as the Ravens should have last week with Pittsburgh and put them away. Not that the Cleveland would put the Ravens away with a win here, but if I'm, I mean, if I'm miles Garrett and I looked at what happened on Sunday, I'm thinking, I'm thinking multiple, multiple sacks in this game. And, this is, once again, another game where Lamar Jackson may have to play hero ball. The one guy I wanted to mention that I think I briefly touched on um, during the instant analysis that could be a key in this game if the Ravens are just trying to establish some sort of identity and get this offensive line you know, going a little bit is it seems like Devontae Freeman is clearly the lead back for the Ravens yeah. at this point. Very clearly, you know, played. Oh, I'm trying to zoom in here on, on Zerebic's always very handy um, snaps graphic. Uh, played 69% of the offensive snaps. Nice. 51 um, in total. And, you know, outsnapped, you know, obviously the Tavis Murray by a lot. He's a guy that I think continues to be a little bit of a weapon. And as the Ravens combat some of this cover zero and a lot of the blitzing, not that the Browns blitz a lot, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, these dump downs to guys like Freeman, Latavius Murray, it seems like they're going to that a little bit more you could see those guys play a bigger role maybe in the passing game, which allows maybe the Ravens to take some pressure off the offensive line by getting the ball quick. They've got to figure out a way to get the ball quick. You brought up Rashad Baby yesterday, Banks. You just can't get the ball anymore. That's another guy that needs to get more involved. Um, yeah, Devin, he's not even getting Devin snaps. Du- Devin Duvernay out-snapped him. And yeah. Sammy Watkins. And Devin Talon Wallace is getting snaps again. Devin Duvergod, as my roommate Anthony Me calls him. <laughs> um, so... They, they've just got to figure out a way to get the ball quick. And I think it could be, you know, some check down stuff where you just have, you know, guys leak out a little bit and, and let Lamar's able to make an athletic enough play. That stuff was open. I mean, we saw, we saw on a third and long Devontae Freeman pick up a first down over the middle with that. Um, just able to sort of get out in space. And he's got, a, I, I love how many times Nats like the old man's got a little burst left in him. Um, so the, the, you're going to have to get him the ball a little bit more. Who would have ever thought here? Devontae Freeman, Ravens, focus of Ravens offensive weaponry. Um, at this point in the year, that's wherever that would have been hard to think. That would have been hard to think about in the late August. Oh, look at Josh Allen go. Okay. What the, uh, what the Patriots are doing tonight is absolutely insane. Have you looked at the box score? Yeah, it's, it's... they have one pass versus 41 rushes. It is, I mean, and they're, they're moving the ball. Tr- yeah. They're not even trying. They're not, they're not going to try and pass it. Go with the Army or Navy triple option, Army-Navy game this weekend. More or less, yeah. It's nuts. What do you guys see as the key to this game? Keep Lamar on his feet. Keep him comfortable. I think that's the entire game right there. Can't throw four interceptions. Can't do it. I I, I mean, he said I was going to say it's Lamar. Lamar has to be better. He has to be better than he has been. The last good game Lamar played was what, the – 
second half of the Vikings game, second half of the Colts game, like every game. Make an argument that, he hasn't he hasn't played a yeah, great and, and again, I mean, like it's not even like his first half was great in that game. And I think I think it was Spencer, our buddy Spenny, who tweeted out. I think he he only has rushing touchdowns in one game this year, and it was a week two. It was against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. That 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 flip that ended up hurting his butt and his back. That's his last rushing touchdown, which is unbelievable to think about. They're not getting the push on the offensive line in the run game anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not, we, we, the, the pass protection has been so bad that we are looking at that constantly, but we're getting no push off the line either. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gaining a lot of our yards by Freeman picking up the two or three after contact. And I mean, we went to it at one point in a short to go situation yesterday and like Quarterback power was our bread and butter. Like when we needed something in a short yardage situation, quarterback power was there for us. And we don't have that play anymore. It's just not effective. We're not blocking well enough. Lamar's no, he's not any slower than he was, you know, in Seattle two years ago and on that fourth and two play and all the other times it's worked. We're just not blocking effectively enough. So, and there's just a lot of factors that go into why a lot of elements of this team are just not operating at, uh, even adequate capacity. It's just <laughs> we're just holding on for dear life here. I mean, again, I know we've talked about it a million times. It just goes to show you how important like a good offensive line is, and and you have to have depth on the offensive line. You have to because if you don't, it throws off everything. Nothing looks good when you when you don't have a good offensive line. It's, it's that's what, like you know people people kind of criticized Dallas a couple years ago when they were you know. Um, drafting Travis Frederick at center and they had already had a decent line. And it's like, you get an offensive line that, that has horses or, you know, dogs, then you'll, you, you know, you'll be fine. It, it shows why people criticize the Ravens for not taking more offensive linemen in the draft. Um, just to have built that depth up even a little bit more um, predictions for this game. I just, there's, I don't think we need to rehash Cleveland that much i mean we saw this two weeks ago so they are who they are that's the team we just saw they didn't do anything this week so predictions for this one guys uh i mean i think we've all been terribly terribly wrong we're like the opposite of that raiders coin um just been wrong every week i'll (laughs) say 23 17 browns be different, I guess. Sixteen, thirteen, Ravens. Justin Tucker, still got talk. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> Twenty to seventeen, Ravens. Twenty <laughs> to seventeen. Tucker hits a field goal in the final five minutes to win the game. It's going to be a slog. That is, there's no doubt about that. If this is Ravens football, it's going to be a slog. Uh, we're recording on a Monday, so I have absolutely no clue who the announcers are going to be. No clue. I guess I could look at the slate here and try to figure it out. Real quick while I look at that, uh, I mean, we obviously, you know, we were in a little bit of a full meltdown on the instant analysis. Uh, Ravens Twitter is at a hot, hot temperature right now. Hot. People are freaking out. People are forgetting. Do you guys have any any words to calm them down? Banks I've been doesn't. Banks doesn't can just melt it down for the last twenty. I'm mean, I'm Suey season Banks right now, so I'm not really the one to ask. 
And if you listen to the first, what, half hour of this podcast so far, uh, not a lot of optimism coming from this guy right now. No. And I'm usually Mr. Optimism. Mr. Come on. We got a winning culture, all right? I'm spin zoning myself here. Winning culture, Coach Harbaugh, Justin Tucker. That's why we're beating them 16-13 this week. What I was going to say is if this Ravens team has shown anything, they are very, very resilient. I think that is that has sort of been the mantra that we've seen in the middle of games. We've seen through, you know, injury and all the things that have happened is they've stayed very resilient. Here's Can something. They pull it out of the bag again. Can yeah. Here, pull it out of, and by the way, we own the Browns. We own the fucking Browns. Yeah. Here's, so. here's a, a, something that maybe we didn't touch on enough or just because I think we think it's a foregone conclusion, but you, we've been seeing at least from a national standpoint, because this is what happens when it plays out this way. But Harbaugh made absolutely the right decision on the two point conversion decision. There's no question about it in my mind. I don't think there should be any question in anybody else's mind. Yeah. Sometimes you don't make it. It doesn't, you know, but it's the right decision. So trust I, the I, process, trust the coach. You can't praise the guy when you have the fourth, fourth and whatever situation against Kansas city. And then say that this was the wrong decision. I was going to say, I feel like I haven't seen that many people like questioning it. It's more just been like the play call was there. The play was there. The throw just wasn't, they just didn't, couldn't make the throw. Um, again, I'm with you. I thought it's, it's hundred percent the right call. And it, I mean, you could tell like, obviously the players wanted to go for it again. If you know, if you've watched this team, if you know, Lamar, if you know, Harbaugh, they're going to go for that every, every time. So I mean, I, and, and back to like the fans on Twitter, everyone just kind of freaking out. I mean, I would love to take a time, you know, a time machine back to, what would you say, Banks, week 12 of 2012? You know, what, what week did yeah. they play the Broncos? And the got Broncos, the yeah. And Joe Flacco's laying face. And again, I know it's obviously different. They didn't have 25% of their, their roster on IR or whatever, 25% of their cap on IR. But I mean, this, this Ravens seem like like we talked about all year. They know how to win. Yeah, and they're not going to get have... Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs off the IR at the end. Yeah, of the season. yeah. There's no deer spray. You know, shipments getting coming in. Correct. Um, but again, I mean, if, if there's a team, if there's a coach who can get get some, you know, every every ounce of talent out of his guys, it's it's Harbaugh. I mean, we've seen it before. So, not not saying that like, hey guys, expect a 2012 last eight eight weeks of the the season you know run like that but i I don't think it's all doom and gloom that may just be me on the outside looking in yeah as i talk about the with you know the titans have i think two more guys on ir than the Ravens, where they have like 40 players combined on ir titans and the ravens so Mm. not going well for either of us but my prediction for announcers this weekend, Ian Eagle and Charles Davis would make a lot of sense for this game at one o'clock leading into the feature game on CBS, which is Bucks Bills at four o'clock. Ooh, I mean, that um, game is not looking so good right now. Yeah, but that will be the, the national game with Nance and Romo. Um, guys, it's Christmas season. We're coming into, we're coming into, you know, we are in the holiday season. We're not coming into, we're in the holiday season pretty clearly. Um, and one of the things, you could get, you know, for your loved one, for your friend, for, you know, somebody, you know, maybe a white elephant or, you know, one of those type of gift exchanges or something like that. Uh, Fed throw sunglasses, I think would work pretty well. Um, and you can get 20% off if you use the promo code X52 at checkout. 
get an autumn night shades. We're roll, we're going to roll through a holiday season and boy, it's going to be spring and summer before you know it. I'm just telling you, I'm just, I'm just telling the podcast. That's just a fact. Go to fed thrill, use the promo code exit 52 money off buy your sunglasses. And speaking of Christmas, speaking of the holidays, our starting five draft presented by fed thrill, the wonderful people at fed thrill is Christmas slash holiday songs, Christmas slash holiday songs. We obviously, most of these songs are Christmas songs, but there are also other holidays. So we're including them too. Um, RDT, you have the first pick. I have the second pick. Banks, you have the third pick. So the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill, holiday songs as the Women's Soccer National Championship game is in PKs, BYU versus Florida State, which I'm sure a lot of people are watching right now. Start it off, RDT. I mean, there's only one choice. I, th- I think this is a, a clear-cut 1-1, at least in my book, um, with, with half of my family's religion. Hanukkah song, Adam Sandler. Wow. It's a clear runaway, number one. Um, it's, it's, it's a fantastic song. It's a hilarious song. I, I'll, I'll watch that in the middle of the summer, you know, his live SNL performance. Unreal. I mean – it's you know OJ Simpson, not a Jew. This wow. is a classic example of overdrafting. This is yeah. this is you run the triple this option here, and you just took a full back with the first overall pick. I I think it's I know I think it's pound for pound. I think it's it's one of the best. Holidays. It's a great song. I'm not doubting it, and it was it's on my board good. actually. It was on my board, but it was not was not on my board. But I like it. I'm just more of a Christmas song guy. Wow. Hmm. That's an overdraft and a half. I'm not taking that in the entire draft. That was going to be a late pick if it was just on the board. I I added it to my board during the podcast. Listeners are noticing noticing a trend with you and your drafts, RDT. I'm not going to name the listeners' names that are are talking to us about this, but – there is some concern that you are you are purposely trolling during the drafts. Your drafts no. are so no. bad. No, there hasn't been saying. one. The only troll draft I had was the the worst Ravens losses or whatever we did. That was yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Hanukkah song goes number one. Um, this is going to be a pick I take simply because I know who else is in the draft here, so I have to get it. I can't allow him to get it. I have to take Christmas tree farm by Taylor Swift. And again, that's that's an overdrive to Taylor Swift, and I have I just simply have to take it. I have to get it. Christmas tree farm is gonna live at some point in a holiday lexicon that it's not in yet. It is so good. It It is is gaining market share by the year. This is year three, or is it year two? Uh, I the the COVID year kind of puts it out of perspective. I think it's year three, though. No, no, it's year two. I think it's year two. I. Oh, no, BYU, no. Um, we missed another peak at Christmas. This is tough for the two Taylor Swift guys. We don't know this off, our, off the tops of our heads. But the COVID year, just this is weird. Well, I've listened to a year-round, so it's tough to like. Yeah, it's also t- – yeah, yeah, that's very true. December 6, 2019. So we're on two years of this song. Yeah. This song is freaking awesome. Exactly, exactly two years. Happy yeah. anniversary. No, happy – yeah, happy anniversary. Release December yeah. 6th. Um, Christmas Tree Farm is a banger, and this will be the Taylor Swift Christmas song that lives forever. So great music video. I mean, she gets like her first guitar in the music video and it's like, wow, this is where music changed forever. This moment you're caught on home video. 
had to, had to be had to be on my team. I understand, and I, I'll be honest with you, I was fired up to see Eric take what he took because I was in one of those situations where I saw three songs that I thought were uh, are really you know top level songs, and um, I was afraid that what I was afraid of what I was going to do with my fourth pick. So I'm really glad that it's played out this way. And Christmas ahead, Farm was going to be one of them. I have to take all I want for Christmas is you. I have to take it. It has to be taken. Yes. If this one yes. to you know didn't make it out of the first round, we should should have had to cancel this starting five. I don't care how basic it is. It fucks. The song fucks. It's Brad Carey. Fox. If I knew I didn't have to take Christmas Tree Farm to get Christmas Tree Farm, it would have been my pick. Yeah. Like, it, it has to go in the first round. It, it simply has to. Yep. It's, it's probably like 40th on RDT's board. No, I had it. I, I was, I, if I didn't take Hanukkah song, well, first off, number one, I almost took Christmas Tree Farm. Just to fuck with both of you. Just to see. <laughs> that would have been a good I was maybe expecting that. Yeah. Just to see you two meltdown. I thought I would I would have respected that to be honest. We should we should put out a compilation uh of our picks here. Oh, we should put out a Spotify Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, we will. I can do that. Um and then I'm taking and this is one I think that RDT actually covets as well. Uh Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. I thought I could get that. Like, yeah, really good. it's such uh-huh. a good song, such yeah. a good song. And it, it surprises me every year that it's not played more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just got legs. It's, it's got staying power. Um, it deserves more credit. It's a fantastic song. Absolutely does. It's, it's just an easy song also to listen to a lot of times. Yep. Like it's just very, it's just a very, I mean, it's just, you know, Florida State wins the women's soccer national title game. If you guys are interested, third title in their last seven years. Um, yeah, uh, two good picks, Banks. Uh, that, that was going to be my pick. Uh, either one of those would have gone with the next pick here. So fantastic job by you. Um, look, I'm, we talked about whether this was going to be a best player available type draft for people, or this was going to be a system draft. I'm drafting to the system. I'm drafting to the artists that I like and that I prefer and the ones that I listen to year after year consistently. Are you going to double dip here? No, I'm taking Santa <laughs> Tell Me by Ariana Grande. Okay. Yeah. Santa Tell Me is a banger. It is now on Spotify when, when songs move up the Christmas list, like when songs move up the top 50, all I want for Christmas is always the first Christmas song. Santa Tell mm-hmm. Me is becoming the consistent second Christmas song that people listen to, which is kind of shocking, but that Ariana is big and it's a good song. So it's not a classic. We haven't really jumped into the classics here yet. I think we will. We're kind of going modern here first, but um, I have to get Santa tell me. I have to get Ariana. I have, that's just two of my girls. I got to get them both on my team. Putting together a good list. That's a good yeah. one. RDT. Uh, I am. Oh, let me take all I want for Christmas off my list. Give me. I'm going to go Santa Claus is coming to town. Bruce Springsteen. Oh man, I didn't think I don't think that would go that early. Yeah, I've become a Bruce guy the last couple years. That was a projected fourth round pick for me. You're getting to that phase of life, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, it's a banger of a song. It's It's a good song. Good one. It's a it's a really good one. I like it a lot. Like again, I forgot I forget about it eleven months out of the year, and then like I heard it like when we were doing research, and I was like, oh, that's right. That's uh again, yeah, it's a banger. Um, 
my next one. This one was like ranked number two on every single Christmas song list behind Mariah Carey. And I was cracking up. I, I again, I completely forgot about it. Watched a little bit of the music video. Just, it's so funny. It's so like 80s, early 90s, no, maybe. Last Christmas by Wham. Yeah, that song stinks. Like, it's, no, it, no, it's a, well, good, it's a good song. There was a moment there where I thought Taylor might be taking that, the Taylor Swift uh, version. Yeah, the song. Wham version stinks. No. I, I just don't think it's good. It doesn't I, stink. That's, it, might, it might be a controversial take. I just don't think it's good. Hmm. Wham, Wham and they have, they, have, they have hits. They've got hits. It definitely is catchy. I just, I just don't know why. I just, I've just never preferred it that much. I, it's not a bad pick. I, I mean, people love that song, so I'm not, I'm not questioning. It, it was number that. two on like every list I looked at, and I was like, because I was like, oh, maybe it's. I didn't think it was that good, and people are like, this is the second best Christmas song of all time. Um, man. Trying to figure out what direction I want to go here. I'm staring. This is just a straight board stare down here. You know, as a you know, semi-practicing Catholic, um, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Silent Night. I'm gonna take Silent Night. Silent Night is a fun song. It's a fun song for me to say. I like singing Silent Night. And and when you when you have the church choir going, really good. I'm a Silent Night guy. I'm taking just Silent the OG. Night. Like there's no like remixes to it really. No, right? I'm taking Silent Night. Okay. It's just good. Classic. I'm doing it for my mom. Shout out to my mom. Oh, come on. You knew I'm I'm waiting for my moment here to talk and trash that song and then you throw your mom in the mix. <laughs> I didn't know that. You can trash it if you want. This stinks. The song stinks. Mm. It's got no no pizzazz to it. It doesn't get the people going. Ooh, I should have taken something else. Puts fuck, you to sleep. Ah, fuck. Whatever. All right. Never mind. Can't do it. I can't take it back. I mean, I'll take it back if you guys let me. No, I'm not gonna let you because yeah, I have I, I have something on my board that I think you just suddenly just thought of, and right. now I'm gonna have to take it when I get the chance to take it. I'm do not taking it. No, I'm gonna take do it with the, the one after that. that. No, I'm taking yeah. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer by DMX. RIP. Yeah, I thought I could get that later. Yeah, no, I got to have it. I have yeah. to have it. There's no better version of it. It's a very specific version. I don't want any other one. I want that one. That's the one I'm taking. And, and it has to be from the Twitter video. It has to be like yeah. in, in that studio rapping. Yep. I th- what is it? Um, Breakfast Club, maybe? The show Something he's on? Like that. Yeah, classic. And like that's a, that's a Clem favorite. Like that's a, that's a Clem classic. I feel, like true. Posts, I feel like he posts that all the time. And then it, another pick. It, it, <laughs> you you it just want me to do it already. <laughs> yeah. He wants it back. I need to get back to my pick because now I'm just going to take this off the rails because I'm now I'm upset at myself. <laughs> I, I was planning on take this with my last pick of the draft um, because it's fitting for what you do here, but I have to take it because Taylor's going to take it. I'm taking joy to the world at the end of the mass yeah, yeah, on the yeah, way out. It's it's yeah, you sit through yeah. the Christmas mass. Oh. You're, you're you're sweating probably. You're getting up. If you're Catholic like Taylor and I, like you're getting up. You're kneeling. You're up and down. It's a long mass. It's a long oh, mass for nice. rest. When when the mass is finally over, uh, earmuffs, Jesus, um, happy birthday. Uh, there's no better feeling when that song gets gets going and it's so popping good. off That's and the procession's the going down the aisle and you're like joy to the world. It's over. You know, hopefully you're a Christmas Eve mass so you you can get on with your evening like. You get the obligations out of the way on Christmas Eve, um, and then Joy of the World plays, and th- like Christmas is on. 
You know? Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on. It's the right pick. The right pick that's, the, that's the kickoff. So yeah. um, I have to take it now. I wanted to finish with it because it would have been I would have taken it. I would have taken it literally just to to just expunge the fact that I missed on it and just to have explained nope. it. Literally nope. exactly what you explained. But whatever. Yep. Good pick. Good pick. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an accountable guy. I'm an accountable guy. But at this point, at this point, my draft is firmly off the rails. I'm, I'm triggered at myself. So I am going to take uh, the very first Christmas to me from the SpongeBob Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> the very first Christmas to me. Bam. Done. It's on the team. That song's a banger. <laughs> SpongeBob, absolutely, and that's right up my alley. I I, <laughs> I need to stay true to myself here. I need to stay true to myself. I didn't on Silent Night. I'm doing it on. I'm doing it on this. We're taking the we're taking SpongeBob Christmas. Baby. I'm I'm glad you understand how bad a pick Silent Night is. It's, it's just, just it's just it's. I wanted a Mass song. I wanted a song from Mass because and I, you I, botched it. And I botched it. I just botched it. I just straight up botched it because that is a firm part. I think she would say the same about our Christmas experience, right? Like you go to mass, the, mm-hmm. song, the same songs are sung. Silent night is certainly one of those songs. Of a course. Lot of time during um, communion is everyone's waiting. Mm-hmm. Like going mm-hmm. first. And it's a nice song. I do like silent night, but deck the halls, or excuse me, not deck the halls, joy to the world. I think the boy picked joy to the world is the song to take in that spot. And I just looked over it. I just straight up. hundred percent. That's the story of the draft. It was a late add to my board when I thought of it. I was like, no, yes. I mean, it's because I, I wanted a song from Mass. I think I owed my team, my Christmas experience, that board. Pop songs by artists under 30, a song from Mass, <laughs> and, cartoon, and cartoon songs is all things I wanted to do. And I, and I executed three of them so far. I haven't executed, I didn't execute the other one. But that's how it goes. That's how, look, we'll go sign it in free agency. <laughs> RDT, you have two picks. <laughs> um oh i got the two back to back that's right all right um um i'm gonna go the original feliz navidad by jose feliciano you talk about a good a fun song to sing pick that's a that's a good song to sing that's a fun song to sing belt it out like everyone it, even if you don't know spanish you know feliz navidad it was it was probably gonna be my pick yeah it's again I just think of like comes on in the car, it comes on at a bar, and I feel like the place would go pretty nuts. I, I I feel like that's a it's a good song to sing. It's a very easy one to sing too. Um, my last pick, I am going Christmas Eve, Sarajevo Instrumental by Trans Siberian Orchestra, also known as the heavy metal one that Dwight plays in the office. They're like dun 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 dun. Okay, okay. If, if you, again, fans of The Office, when him and fuck, what's the guy? What's the warehouse guy's name? Um, Carol. Say the name of that song again. It is Christmas Eve slash Sarah Havo S A R A J E V O. I'm calling it. I'm calling it Christmas Eve by the Trans Siberian Orchestra from the Ghost of Christmas Eve. Again, it's it's in that song. It's in that scene from uh, The Office. You've seen you've you've heard the song. Yes, heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy metal Christmas. Bang banger of a song. I'm rounding out my my list with that. Um, God, I can't believe Joy to the World's not on my team. Um, I'm finishing it off. And here's something I'll say about myself right now after this draft failure that I've had. That one pick, because the rest of this draft is not a failure, but this one pick. I would say to myself, I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. I'm taking the Grinch. That song 
Fox. That song, <laughs> that song I, I sing to myself in the car around Christmas time more than I'd like to admit. And so it's going on my, that it's going on my team. You got to get the real deep voice going too. Yeah. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. So good. And by the way, by the way, speaking of the Grinch real quick, the live action Grinch movies, that stuff needs to stop. Just allow the original animated version to live in its incredible, its incredible elite status. It's. I know it's about the money. I know it's, it's about not the Benjamins, stop, baby. But stop. Just stop. Well, you know, they need else, to stop you know, making more. People are passionate about the Jim Carrey version. I'm not too passionate about it. I don't I'm really, care. I don't really care about it. But people, people love that one. People so just like Jim Carrey. That's what it is. Do they? I think yeah. he's he's. Well, nowadays, yeah, uh, now yeah. they don't like him. But I'm saying yeah. in the in that he had a. I mean, he had I mean, a tremendous run. year. The one year was a tremendous year. He I think like the Mask and Dumb and Dumber were same year, maybe. He had like a yeah. seven year run. That was the Mask crazy. is a great movie. Like starting with like Ace Ventura in '94, he goes to like maybe Bruce Almighty in '03 and has an amazing run of movies there. And then it kind of falls off the face of the earth. Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind people like, but yeah, I'm taking the Grinch. It's good. It's good. I'm glad it's on my team. Good one. Finishes off bonks. I um I need little Michael on the team. I'm taking I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, Jackson Five. That sucks sucks. Nope, it does not. <laughs> it's little Michael. Nothing better than the Jackson Five. Honestly, they've got a whole bunch of great songs there on That's their not Christmas even their song. best Christmas song. That's not which one? The um Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town, yeah. That's by far their best. Well, you've already taken it, so I'm not gonna take that song. I took the Bruce Springsteen version. I know you did, but I'm not going to okay. double dip that song. Okay. Could have. Little Michael's saw, a legend. I saw. No, he's great. I mean, the Jackson Five. Little Michael's amazing. Uh, that song's just not good. Like I saw Mommy Kissing. <laughs> no, Santa you're wrong. Like, you're song. wrong. It's not like Silent Night is just a better song than I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. That's insanity. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know what else is better? The very first Christmas to me by SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> it's better too. You, you let me have. All I want for Christmas in the three hole in this draft, you two, you two. I look, I have to, take I understand it. your pick, but yeah, I have to take it. I wanted it. I want it. Cause I, cause the thing is, if I, if I take all I want, I want Christmas tree farm more than all I want for Christmas is you. And I, neither of them, one of them was not getting back. So I had to just take the one I wanted more. RDT taking the Hanukkah song. He could have gotten in the hundredth round. That's on him. I can't. I wanted to send a message. <laughs> I wanted to send a message. I'm gonna stand up for my tribe. That you're half of guys. half of half a yeah. member of the tribe. Yeah, my what my if, half. Yeah, good for you. I mean, that's fair. You're representing your people. That's fine. That's fine. I can't argue with that. I will you know. say we're doing Christmas movies next week, just to put that on everyone's radar. That is locked. Normally, we think about what our starting fives are like five seconds before we start the podcast. That's not actually true. We have more preparation than that. But normally, <laughs> it's the day of. This it's one mostly we have true. Prep. We can't mess this one. You, the, the three of us cannot mess this. One. Not that we mess this one up. Hanukkah song. Santa Claus is coming to town by Bruce Springsteen. Last Christmas, Feliz Navidad and Christmas Eve for RDT. Christmas Tree Farm, Santa Tell Me, Silent Night, the very first Christmas in the SpongeBob Christmas special, and the Grinch song, which I'm just calling it the Grinch song. Yeah, what's the name of that song? You're a man. Gr- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. The Tyler, the creator version is very bizarre. They did for the movie a couple of years ago. Um, that people put in, like TikToks and stuff. Thanks to Call One for Christmas. You Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. This was the. Um, this with the way this draft fell, that was a incredible three four. Those songs are both awesome. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Joy of the World, and I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Which Banks, I thought you were gonna knock this draft out of the park, and you took that at the end. 
Um, so it's back to me winning again. It's but, not. Uh, it's not I at all. I think it is. It's it's not you, RDT. It's not. No. It is just not. It is just not. If I, if I get my half of the tribe on, then yeah. That no one taking grandma got run over by a reindeer. I think is a credit to the draft. That song also stinks. Yeah. You like that song already too. You went in for that. song. That's like a childhood song. Like I just think of Christmas Uh, songs on my uh, honorable mentions. Uh, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. A little Mm -hmm. bit of a Christmas classic. That song is really good. Um, No Bing Crosby in this draft, which is, which is a tough scene for Bing considering this is his thing. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, White Christmas, and Silver Bells, all by Bing, all classics. I had Frosty the Snowman. I had Jingle Bell Rock. I had Christmas Every Day, the song from the Fairly Odd Parents Christmas special. <laughs> really shows the generation we all grew up in from my standpoint. Um, and then from the epic Christmas LP called Christmas and Chill um, by Ariana Grande, Wit It This Christmas. And, and, and one of an all-time young Taylor favorite groups, B2K, Why'd You Leave Me on Christmas, very <laughs> underrated. Wow. And honestly, I almost took it in this draft, but no one knows the song, so it just didn't feel like it would be enjoyable for the audience. Why'd you leave me? Why'd you leave me on this Christmas? Go listen to that song. B2K, of bump, bump, bump fame. <laughs> tremendous song, tremendous song. I bought you a t- one of the lines of the song is I bought you a two way. I even left Shantae. What? Wow. <laughs> I wow. won't cheat again. I need you, my friend. All brother. Oh, God. Is to have you back right in my life. What? Why, why wow. do you think you got left on Christmas? Lyrical wow. geniuses. That, I mean, B2K had a run of like 18 months. You guys have any honorable mentions that I missed? I had uh, rock around the Christmas tree is, is one of my, one of my sure. favorites. I didn't take it, sure. but I'm, you know, home alone, the, the Michael Jordan cut out mm-hmm. and everything. Great song. Uh, Underneath the tree by Kelly Clarkson was Ooh. my other version there or other candidate for that last pick. Um, and I had tr- uh, Christmas cannon rock by trans Siberian orchestra. Um, I wasn't going to take a second trans Siberian orchestra song in this draft, but. I think that is the superior of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra songs. I'll, I'll accept that. It's argument. the one that's all synced up with the house. and. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I had It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, Michael Buble. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of stunning that Buble hasn't been mentioned yet. No yeah. Groban either. No, no Groban. He was on yeah, a lot of no lists. Gro- Groban has really good ones. I Yeah. I mean, Groban has Silent Night, so theoretically he sings Silent Night. That's too. true. Did That's we true. um? Did anyone mention Jingle Bell Rock? You said that I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that rocking around the Christmas tree. Um, I had What's This by Danny Elfman, also known as it's the song in um, um, A Nightmare Before Christmas, which mm. I've been watching with my daughter. Fantastic song, great movie. About to, you're about to roll through the like kids Christmas movies. Say, what child is this? With. Another mass classic. What is it? What is um your daughter's favorite Christmas thing at this point, like song or movie wise? Now, I wish we went to your Christmas next week, but we can still have this discussion. It's fine. It's a week away. We've watched like a lot of a lot of the Mickey Mouse Christmas stuff on on Disney Plus. Yeah, she's just rolling through that right now. So she's a big fan of the lights, though. Anything with the Christmas lights, we'll go. Yeah. Ahead. She likes night. She likes Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas, but she doesn't want to watch the movie that much. She just likes Jack Skellington. There you have it. 
anything else, guys? Any other songs you'd like to get in here before we move on? I, I had a friend. I had a friend who religiously played Christmas shoes, like the saddest Christmas song of all time. <laughs> You've heard that song, yeah. but the guy who's like buying shoes for his mom, it's a like lot. for her funeral. It's a that was the only Christmas song he would listen to in college, and he would sing That's it sad. at full, like scream it. No mention in this for the little drummer boy, by the way. Oh, I was gonna say that song is also trash. Yeah, it's not good. Not a good song. I, I wouldn't have picked it. I don't think it's trash. I wouldn't have picked it, but great. Uh, thank you, Fed Thrill, for once again presenting another draft where RDT takes a shocking pick of the first round. That is, I think, the really the great storyline in these drafts now. Um, it was no Lima Swede, though. It was no Lima Swede. Um, Lima Swede was a fifth round pick. <laughs> I mean, with respect to you, I took the SpongeBob Christmas in the fourth round. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick Kander Medley, Maryland person of the week. RDT. Um, 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 I'll kind of go back to what we were talking about before. Just Adley smoking golf balls. Yeah. Didn't have much going on. This did, week. A, did a full breakdown. It was kind of a, it was kind of a iffy week for things yeah, around here. It was, it was, it was a weird week. It was a weird last couple of days. We'll say cool. that. I'll say that. They're definitely a weird last couple of days. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about that. Um, yeah. I mean, that was impressive. Those guys hitting those. I mean, this is the, what I will say about that. Those guys are very endearing on social media. That's very much going to help them with the fan base. Oh yeah. Like if I they mean, come up and are good, I mean, it's great what they're doing. Like grace interacts with everything. He's rooting for the Ravens. I mean, that's just good stuff by those guys. I saw a DL DL was even, they were asking him who he's who he was rooting for in the, the D two playoffs between Bowie State and Valdasta, because he's from down there in Georgia. So he said, "I got to go against my Bowie." You know, I think he's familiar with Bowie now, but he went against him. Yeah, I mean, again, they're they're kind of ingraining themselves in the uh, in the community and look look out for a Top Golf event next year. We'll do a live podcast and we'll smash some golf balls. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be very fun. We have a kicking contest to get on the books, and now we have a top golf golf contest at some point to get on the books. Both the yeah. Banks thinks he has a chance to win <laughs> at this point. So, uh, Banks. I don't really know if I have one. Suey season oh stuff. Oh, God. Um, You're in such a bad mood. I know. I know. It's Christmas Good season, Lord. too. Lord. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, – I'll give it to Slushies. Slushies are, are – Back in Woo! back in action, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, some the 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 Red Bull slushy machine that used to be upstairs at a little place we call Stalking Horse, oh, uh, the establishment up. that has replaced it. No free ads, um, even though I'm absolutely endorsing this place in a way. Um, the slushy machine lives on. I'll just say that. And uh, it's a heck of a revelation this Friday. And, and also Bowtie Bob. I'm giving a. An that award to Bowtie Bob. That's a big one. Um, if you're not familiar with Bowtie Bob, because um, this tweet got moderate interaction if, at best, um, Bowtie Bob is a guy who shows up at any kind of festivity that goes on in Baltimore, and he dresses to the nines. Um, it's usually shorts, loafers, uh, and some <laughs> sort of jacket, and a bow tie, of course, and his little kepi, whatever you want to call it, his little uh, little hat. And the glasses, he must be in his late 70s, maybe. I don't know. He's he's Bowtie Bob. He's a legend. Um, he likes hanging out where the action's at. Um, 
a regular at the mother's Christmas festivities. Um, I've seen him at the old DOS block parties. Um, if you, if you've seen him, you know it. And, uh, Bowtie Bob, we hadn't seen him in a while. He, you know, pre COVID, uh, not a lot coming out from Bowtie Bob, but I saw him at the, uh, the monument lighting last Thursday night. And he was there dressed in the nines, like old times. And it's just good to see him back. It's like putting on an old sweater, you know, he's, uh, nothing's changed with Bowtie Bob. He's still got it. Good endorsement there, Bowtie Bob. Um, mine is, uh, and you kind of touched on it there with the, the Christmas lighting. I'm taking, uh, just Christmas season, the <laughs> holiday season. Like the lights, Christmas the, cheer is what you should yeah, say. Yeah, the cheer. Yeah, that's a great way to say people trees up in their house. Their things are decorated. Um, Obviously, as we talked about, you took the Hanukkah song. You know, Hanukkah just happened. The spirit was out for that. Um, whatever holidays you celebrate, was are playing, you know. Although I was in uh, Harris Teeter earlier, and they were playing Starlight by Taylor Swift. They were not playing Christmas music, which was a stunning Taylor Swift song to hear in public. But, um, yeah, I love the Christmas cheer. It's just a good, good, good time of the year. Good time of the year. And with that, I'll just do my honorable mentions here. Uh, Maryland football into the pinstripe bowl. There you go. Christmas, they're going to be – Heading up on Christmas, trying to beat Virginia Tech. So shout out to them. Um, shout out to Formula One this weekend, which will crown a champion with whoever finishes higher between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. If anyone follows that, that has been absolutely tremendous all year. So can't wait for the resolution to F1, which Banks just looks like he's just like, I mean, totally confused by anything that's going on in the Formula One season. Um, oh, no, I was just counting all my wins on this over-under situation with oh, the I- Monday Night Football. There it absolutely is. Um, so can't wait for that. Anybody have anything else? We were, we, we want to talk, touch on the sports betting. I think this is probably the place to do it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be hitting the MGM on Thursday is what I've been told um, down at national Harbor and Friday at Maryland live and, um, and the horseshoe. Uh, I don't know what's up with the other casinos in the, uh, in the state. Um but it seems like the online piece of it is a long, long way away still. So um, this is just a small battle that we've won. And I guess if you want to go to one of those casinos and spend your money there, so be it. I'm a company man. If once Perryville's open, I support going to Perryville at the Hollywood casino there as that is a pen property. What he said. Yeah, there you go. The team, the team, the team. It's, it, yeah, it's coming. Uh, it feels like it's just trickling slowly through all of the th- hoops that all these things need to go through. So shout out yeah. to shout out to Maryland on, on that situation. Uh, any for you, RDT? Oh, I had one and I lost it. Uh, OV oh. 750 goals. 750. I was jumping on that before he thought of it. Oh man. What was it? It it's may tr- be my fantasy team for bringing right off uh, seven wins in a row after starting 0 and 6. And I think I just inched my way into the playoffs with the playoffs starting next week. Tyreek Hill's daycare service um, really, really played well down the street. Nice, wow. dude. Jesus. That's uh, right up there with Chris Henry's truck surfers. 
Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That is a throwback and a half right there. Good. Um, oh my <laughs> Lord. I can't. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I can't remember. I had something else and I lost it, but Oh, Oh, this guy, I don't know his name. I'm on his Twitter right now. Honorable mention the Popeye's kid meme. I don't know if you guys saw this today. I did see this. Yeah. The Popeye's kid meme winning the state championship East orange. I guess I have no idea where it is. If you know the Popeye, you know the Popeye's kid meme. Everyone has seen it before. Um, and he's now a state champion in, in football, and we are now all officially very old with with that that turn of events. Yeah, hey, I don't know if you thought to make the joke. Man, we've been on this app for a while. LOL, ha, 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 Yeah, thanks. For the 40,000 people that quote tweeted it with the exact same thing. <laughs> no, I Hilarious. Just, I, I didn't – I just said, like – I forget what I said about it. Like, this is wild or something. That's wild. That's wild, man. Wild. Um, wild, yeah. bro. Uh, by the way, uh, one that I'll combine here with thanks. I know he would endorse it. Just more Tiger smoke at the Hero World Challenge. This more weekend. smoke. Hitting driver. Couldn't be more smoke. I've basically that. given it to him the last two weeks, so I just wasn't going to do it this time. I'll as you can tell, time. I didn't really have one going in. And this should, this my mind went right to Tiger, and I was like, I can't do that. This should get mentioned every week. God, if he plays Augusta, that is going to be He's going to play the PNC in two weeks, I think. Yeah, it seems like it's going that way. He said he was fine to play a hit and giggle right now. Well, guess where the hit and giggle is? The PNC. That's so, a hit and giggle. He's been hitting that the whole time. Oh, God. I mean, that is going to be a moment. The PNC has no right to get, ever get any ratings, and just Tiger returning there and playing with his son is just going to be a bonanza for them. They need that so bad. Yeah, I'm excited to see Charlie again, too. I mean – yeah, well, how's he progressing? Mentally, it was easy the last year or so to start to just put some eggs into the Charlie bucket and just think about, okay, well, maybe Tiger's future is you just see him at the driving range overlooking Charlie hit balls at, you know, as he tries to compete at a major in his teenage years or something crazy like that. Um, that seemed like the optimistic you know, outlook for what we're, you know, Tiger Woods future looked like. It was Charlie. And, uh, you know, so I've kind of mentally gotten into Charlie mode to some degree and uh, we're getting both of them. Maybe, maybe it's not, you know, we don't know that they're actually playing this year, but um, I'm still excited to watch Charlie for, for years and years to come. So the sports kids segment, I'm sure RDT, you were glued to the TV as Bronny James was playing at Staples Center or you no know, Crypto.com yeah. Arena or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, it's yeah, still sorry. Staples Center. That, by the way, that tweet is still, that's a 25,000 like tweet right now. No what idea is? how that tweet that I had. Your tweet about it has 25,000 likes? I tweeted on Saturday night or whatever. All I said was like, this is what, like, this is crazy. Like, I, people are, and people are like, this idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. People play in, like, in Ohio, we hold the, the, the state championship at the Cavs Arena. The Cavs Arena isn't the fucking Staples Center. Like, I'm, I was like, this is pretty sick that, like, LeBron's kid is playing LeBron's high school in the Staples Center. And people are like, yeah, we, everyone plays their state championship. It, you know, I played at the Barclays. It's like 24,000 likes. It's unbelievable, Holy right? Holy shit. No idea why. No idea how. But, like, first off, people were like, I'm getting both sides too, like the pro LeBron and then I'm getting the anti LeBron and then I'm getting like the anti mask people because all the players are wearing the masks around their neck. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about either of these, but yeah. It's good for the clout. Can you, 
Can I can I ask you to do something? Can you um, because you have your Twitter? Although I don't, who the hell knows what you can do on your iPad, which is how you look at Twitter. Do you see a little like? Um, oh yeah, yeah. You want to see the? Uh, um, I want to see the impressions. I want to see the analytics. You want to see uh, impressions? Wanna, just tell me two, impression number. Two million one hundred seventy-one thousand seven hundred eighteen. Impressions. Really yeah, like I I I was like inching up, and like I think I went somewhere on Sunday, and I was at four thousand likes, and I came home, and I was at like eleven, and I was like, oh shit. And then it just kept gaining steam. No I idea also, why. No idea how. Like, I someone had to have retweeted it, and I don't know who. And it's always like such a yeah. Fun it's always so that's a out. fun game. Well, you can look in your you can look at your verifieds. You could like divide it by verifieds and see if that yeah. helps you. I also tweeted something this weekend that got over uh, two million impressions. So, oh, what was that one? Not from my account. Um, that's it. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dexter, is that an honorable mention for yourself for sending out no, a tweet? No, 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 no. I think Taylor. That is a hell of a. I mean, that's incredible. I did see when you tweeted it Saturday. I did see it, I, and it had a lot of likes. It had like mm-hmm. over a thousand, and I was like, why? Why does this have over a thousand? Like, not that it wasn't a good tweet, but I was like, this isn't like controversial or like. No, a, like I get. I have no 24, idea. Twenty-four like, thousand out of nowhere. More, like it was more just me being like, holy shit, like. Ronnie Jr. is playing on ESPN on a Saturday night in the Staples Center. Like, that's awesome. Like, and it was more like, I can't believe they're playing a high school basketball showcase in the Staples Center. That, that's well, what it was you. mostly about. And then everyone was like, oh, does he know that Texas football plays at the AT&T, you know, Cowboys Stadium? Like, yeah, I fucking know. Like, Twitter's, a, Twitter's a hell of a thing. They were talking about um, a one of Port Noise podcasts this week. They were t- I can't remember which one. They were talking about the uh, – they were going back to the well in the – like top 10 greatest uh, female singers of all time tweet that. Oh, amazing. But like the fact that people get that upset about things like that is so funny. And that's like in the vein of like, how does he not know this? Like, what's he, what's he like? It's not what it's about. You were just like, you're a LeBron guy. So you were just like pumping up LeBron. Even it like, it wasn't even really that. Like, it's not like my tweet had like a heavy LeBron. All I said was like, Okay, maybe I said LeBron's the most powerful man in sports. Yes, you did because say that. because his logo is on the court on the Staples Center as his son is playing his former yeah, high school. Yeah, his former high school. And then yeah, ESPN I mean, showcase, which yeah. again, like the the old his old high school on that a he Saturday liked. night. Like that's, they- that was my point, being like, "Holy shit, this is nuts!" And people were like, oh, "I played in Madison Square Garden." It's like, yeah, but you're not playing <laughs> on a Saturday night with your kid playing your high school's kid. like. That's what it was about. With, with like 15 giant stars in the building. Watching. It also looked like it was like sold out. Obviously it wasn't, but like the whole lower bowl is, 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 is like filled. And I was like, holy shit, this is nuts. And, and people were like, and then, yeah, and yeah, like Bronny looked good. And then it was like, whoa, why does he have his mask around his neck? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't we're not, know. We're not getting into that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, don't, <laughs> we're not getting don't care. Don't give a shit. Um, Yeah. That's incredible. I didn't realize it had blown up. I, I was I was hoping LeBron would give it a retweet. After a, a lot deal. of negativity about the Ravens running this podcast, I think the positive of RDT having a tweet blow up, that's a good way to end the show. That's a good way to end the show. Shoot or shoot. Ravens, Browns, this Sunday. We'll see what the Ravens do. We'll be back to analyze it all in the instant analysis right after the completion of that one. Maryland basketball also playing on uh, on next Sunday. I think like right after the Ravens end. So I'll, I will have to figure that out. Um, on the road at the Barclays Center against Florida, who lost a oh. Florida loss as a like a twenty three and a half point favorite tonight to Texas Southern, who was zero and seven. Unbelievable! That's, that's one bad. of the worst losses you'll ever see. The, uh, some would say it was the epitome of brutality. I, I think Jake <laughs> Jake Marsh said it was like one of the biggest upsets in college basketball history. Incredible! College basketball is awesome. It, it really, I mean, it, yeah. the, 
some of the stuff. Yeah, going, wish we had something to talk about there. But. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. But um, <laughs> that's incredible. Shout out to Florida for just totally blowing their ranking. We'll see what. Remember they when Maryland beat them when they were one? That we'll see what it, that was fun. That, that was, was so much fun. I got grounded that night. And I couldn't watch the end of the game. I was furious. <laughs> uh, so mad. I remember. I remember that game so vividly. I'm Travis Garrison with a giant yeah. shot at the end of the game. Oh man, where's Travis Garrison now? Uh, Terps could use Travis Garrison right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, they will play. But we'll be focused on the Ravens. Do the instant analysis. Hopefully, after the Ravens right the ship a bit. Get their ninth win and stay in front and on top of the AFC North. You can follow Banks at Barstool Bench. You can follow Eric at EDITDI22. I've been struggling with that the last couple of weeks. I know. I you you were fine with it. I was firing that away. Um, shows my dyslexia. Um, you can follow me at Taylor Spy 10 Just always bring that up. That's such a good fail safe for me. I'm not even lying. I do have dyslexia, but why does it make it me not able to say something I say every single week? It doesn't, but you, know, you can't make fun of me now. Uh, you follow the podcast at XV2 Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. See you for the instant analysis on Sunday. This is the XV52 Podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. <laughs>